Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. Um, before we get started, uh, I just want to say um, I'm calling it next week. We're going to do, we're going to kind of ship some of the things in the service and uh, we're going to pass around the little offering plates uh, because giving is an important part of worship and it's good for you to practice it. Um, I, I know that a lot of you give online and that's great and um, the bucket's been good. So we're not, it's not because of money. It's just really, it just gives us a chance to actually physically do something um, because sometimes things are too easy. We just kind of becomes automatic, right? And so uh, we're going to be doing that. Um, usually we have some ushers or something. I don't know how it's going to look. I'm just probably going to say, hey, somebody come up here, and uh, we'll just go from there um, because that's just the way I roll. Um, but so we're going to be doing that. And also, uh, thank you, Tonya, for the prayers. That was very moving for me. I really, um, I say it often. But my favorite part of the service is always prayers of the people, where we get to pray for, for you guys and hear what's on your heart. Um, and I love, uh, I love the variety of people um, praying. I love to hear their voices. Um, and if that's something that you want to participate in, let me know. Um, once again, we have enough people to pray, okay? That's not the issue. But it's just a blessing. And I want you to experience that blessing. Um, of getting to know the congregation. If you're new here, there's no better way to get to know somebody than standing in the front and saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Okay, you'll get to know people. Um, so I just wanna throw all of that out there. <sighs> That's just business. Oh, one more piece of business. So it wasn't announced, but I'm gonna announce it. We, for several weeks, we took an online poll, um, you know, trying to figure out how do you guys feel? Because with COVID, we took opportunity. We were going to change things with our Sunday school. And so we changed our service time. And then we gave it to you guys. We said, hey, what do you guys think about our service time? 11 o'clock. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think? And it was overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly like, so overwhelmingly, like, like there were like three people that were like, I like 11 o'clock. Everybody wanted to go 10 o'clock. <laughs> so we are going to be moving back to 10 o'clock, but we're going to do it um, June, the first weekend of June, because school's going to get out, right? And then so we were like, okay, school's a natural transition. But then there's like a holiday weekend right after that. I can't remember if it's Memorial Day or Labor Day. I always get those two confused. But it's a three-day weekend, and so we didn't want to do it then. So first Sunday in June. We're going to switch back to 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, just so that you know. So mark your calendars, get ready. Um, and, you know, some people are like, yes. And some people are like, gosh, I really wish I would have filled out that survey. Um, but, uh, but, you know, um, that's just the way it goes. Um, better luck next time. Um, um, yeah, just so you know, I, you know, I know the way these church things work is because there's like some people that really, really care. And then like, I always use this example. You know, we vote, the church, this is before I got here, but the church voted about these pews. 
they get rid of pews and have chairs. And when we did it, right, and I got here, and then we did made that change whenever I was here. And to this day, I have not met anybody that's like, yeah, I really wanted those chairs. You know, everybody's like, I miss the pews. Gosh, I really miss those pews. And the pews, you can still sit on them. They're back there in the very, very back. But everybody, everybody I talk to, nobody will admit to voting for chairs. But um, that's just life. Okay, sorry, I don't know why I shared. Um, let's, let's start. Lord, focus our hearts. Focus our hearts on you. You are good. Teach us that. Help us remember. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, during my uh, Lenten fast for media, uh, which I only broke once, but it was like, okay, one weekend. Not like once, but like one weekend because my family's out of town and I, I don't, I fast for media, right? And so my family's out of town and I really binged on Netflix that like weekend, they were all gone. But, um, but there was a show that came out and I really wanted to watch it. And so, you know, last week, you know, after Easter, I watched it. And, um, and I was really excited about it because there's not very many shows that, that feature um, Asian Americans as like the main protagonist. But, but the show came out on Netflix, and it, and it featured uh, primarily Asian-American cast, and so I was excited. And uh, that show is called Beef. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it. Um, and the show is definitely adult. I don't, like, I can't fully recommend it, um, because, you know, it's, it, it's more of an adult show. But I want to tell you about it, because it really got me thinking. It's really got me thinking, and it's, it's a very, yeah, it was very powerful. But anyways, the premise is two strangers that meet during a road rage incident, right? One of the characters, he's in a pickup truck and he's backing out of a parking space. And he's frustrated because of something that happened in the store. Um, and so he's backing up. And another car, he almost hits another car, you know, who's driving by. Um, and that car, instead of just like, you know, doing a little honk and then moving or whatever, um, they just lay on the horn, right? <laughs> And, and then they, they make a rude gesture, and then the car, like, you know, speeds away. Now that truck, you know, he's already feeling bad about stuff that happened at the store. And so he, like, he, like, just gets furious, and he chases after the car. And it just gets worse from there. Like, each character's actions and reactions escalate their argument to the point where they're not only hurting one another's lives, but they're destroying their families and their relationships. And it becomes apparent that their conflict's not really about the other person, right? It's about the unresolved inner hurts and resentment that each person carries. And, uh, and, and so when the opportunity comes along to express their pain, they invest all of their negative energy into like that person, that person that did them wrong that one time. And uh, I bring this all up because that show, it, uh, it really demonstrates something I, I often say, that this world is full of curses. This world is full of curses. People curse at each other all the time. We're constantly tearing one another down, right? You know, our past hurts and fears and insecurities feed and strengthen like our antagonistic attitude towards one another. Uh, we live in a cursed world, right? Where people are trapped in unhealthy cycles of accusation and blame and shame and violence and self-destruction. We live in a world of curses. 
But in Christ, his people are called to not be of this world, right? His people are called to be different. Uh, because if a person is in Christ, they follow him and they love him. If their ultimate allegiance is to him and his kingdom, that person is blessed, right? They are a blessed person in a cursed world. And furthermore, they are called to be a blessing. If you have been made alive in Christ, if you follow Christ, then you are both blessed and a blessing. Because God's blessings are never just for us. Right? They're never just for us. God's blessings are abundant, and they overflow out of our lives and, and spill into the lives of the people around us. But they should. And, and we, we see this over and over again in Scripture, right? From God's first promises to Abram in Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 3. The Lord has said to Abraham, Abram, not Abraham yet, um, go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Okay? The blessing goes to one person. But it's not just for him. It's for everybody. It goes out. Right? And, and, and this carries on all the way to the prophets. Right? Zechariah 8, um, 12 through 13. And, and really the whole chapter 8 is really great. But the seed will go well. The vine will yield its fruit. The ground will produce its crops. The heavens will drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnants of this people. Just as you, Judah and Israel, have been a curse among nations, so I will save you, and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. Right? We're called to be a blessing in a cursed world. Right? And it goes on um, from the teachings of Jesus. This is uh, uh, Matthew uh, 5. 48, and, and I'm using the message translation because I really like the way Eugene Peterson put this. Um, in the word, what I'm saying is this. Grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others, the way God lives in you. And, you know, it's carried on in the teachings of Paul, right? 2 Corinthians uh, 1, uh, chapters, or verses 3 and 5. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. To bless others is a fundamental part of our calling. For those who follow Christ, we are called to be a blessing, right? We are blessed and a blessing. And with that, I'd like to introduce the new sermon series that we're going to start. And that is Bless. Um, I have been wanting to preach this sermon since I started here um, as, as the pastor. And I planned on it being the second sermon series I preached, Um because the first one, I really wanted to focus on the gospel. So we went through the gospel of Matthew. But then the pandemic happened, and um, it just didn't seem like the right time. But now we get to. Now we get to. Um, because, and I wanted to preach this because this series is a practical examination, explanation, and encouragement in being how to be a blessing in this world. Right? And, and you can see right here, an initiative of making deep in disciples, that means... This is not all just me, 
Okay, this is, comes from our parent denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Church. Um, so I'm, I'm using some of the materials, obviously, like they have nothing about beef in that story. But so like a lot of these things are going to be me um, or like, you know, how I've adapted it. But, you know, some of the ideas and stuff I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from there. So just so you know, like Chris is not original. I, 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 I stand on the shoulder of giants. Um, and also, I want to be clear. This is not a t evangelism tool, okay? I will be encouraging you to share your faith, but the goal is not to win converts. Um, I believe in evangelism. Sharing your faith is important. It's necessary. It's a part of being a Christian. But entering into relationships with hidden or unclear agendas isn't helpful. Um, actually, I, I so it was it was in some of this material. Um, a statistic, and uh, it seemed too fantastic to be real. So I, so I tracked down the source of this uh, information. And uh, this uh, information is from a dissertation uh, called The Use of Business in Missions in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, and it was written for a, a doctoral uh, you know, dissertation uh, for, a for a person uh, studying missionology in Asbury Seminary. Anyways, so... So it's legit. I found it down. I tracked down my source because I wanted to make sure that I was, I was getting it. And uh, so this student researcher, he studied missionaries in Thailand, and he found that missionaries that considered their primary purpose to be a blessing to people were 48 times more successful at leading people to Christ than missionaries that identified their primary purpose as converting people. 48 times. Like, that's why it sounded so like, wait, what? Um, yeah. So it turns out people don't like to be considered projects. <laughs> yeah. They don't like people around them to see their relationships as a mean to the ends. They don't. So if you want to see your friends and neighbors come to Christ, the focus isn't just to convert them. Instead, we need to look for ways to bless them. Right? We look for ways to serve them. We find ways to do good with them and for them. In other words, in a world full of curses, we figure out how to be a blessing. We be a blessing. And remember, it's not our job to draw people to Christ. Yes, you should share your faith. Yes, you should invite people to church and Bible studies and, and, and groups and, and all sorts of things. Um, and, you, and you should even you know, be willing to ask you know, if the situation requires it, like you know, if, if they want to know Jesus. You know, let's ask. But it's the Holy Spirit's job to lead people to Christ. Our job is to be a blessing. Our job is to be a blessing to the people around us. And so for the next six weeks, um, we're going to have a one-week break in there because I'm going to be gone and there'll be a guest speaker. But for the next six weeks, this is the topic. And um, actually, can I go back to the other circle? There you go. Yeah. And, and, and just to, to help us um, learn how to be a blessing, uh, making deepened disciples made bless into an acronym. Okay, so it starts with the B. Begin with prayer, acknowledging that we need God's power to successfully extend God's blessing. All right, we'll we'll deeply bless others to the extent that we're consciously dependent on the Holy Spirit. That we're consciously, actually focused and praying on this. Okay, DL. Oh, back to the other one. There we go. Yeah, DL. Um, Listen with care. Um, sometimes we associate evangelism, right, with talking at people rather than hearing people, but listening to people. 
but God calls us to authentically engage with people, right? To actually to listen to them, to listen to their stories. And, and when we listen, people like are validated, right? That that themselves is blessing. We need to put ourselves in situations where we can hear other people's stories. Listen to them. Okay. The next one, E. Um, it's the best one. Eat together. Eat together, right? Um, and, and, and think about it. Like when most of Jesus' significant interactions happened when people were involved in eating and drinking, because there's something about breaking bread together that creates connection, right? That says like, no, 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 no. I want to take part in this process of life with you. Let's, let's move on beyond, you know, just, just this casual surface relationship. Let's, let's enter into relationship with one another. And as we get to know each other, as we understand our needs, we can serve with love, right? Imitating our Savior who did not come to serve, be served, but to serve, right? And that might be serving them, but it might be also inviting them to serve in another th area, right? An area of mutual, like, concern or need. But you serve. You serve together. And finally, we take the risk, right? Finally, then, then share your story. So you don't hide how Jesus is working in your life. Like I said, like, no, no hidden agendas, no secret, no secret Christians. Um, just be authentic, be real. And, uh, and so as you get to know them, you'll get the chance to share yourself. And each week we're going to be looking at each of these letters. Um, but now we can go to the next slide. It's begin with prayer. Let's begin to prayer. And why do we start with that? Because that's how Jesus starts. Right? That's how he started his ministry. In Luke uh, 4, right after his baptism, Jesus begins his ministry with prayer, right? Uh, verse 1, Luke 4, verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left Jordan, was led by the Spirit into wilderness. All right? The Holy Spirit led him to wilderness. Right? He was in communication with the Spirit. He was praying. Why does he go into the wilderness? Well, the Holy Spirit led him there. And what did he do while he was there? He fasted. He prayed. And, and he withstood temptations laid out by Satan. Prayer is where Jesus started his mission. And, and that is a part of his journey every step of the way, right? And we can see Jesus praying before key moments, right? We, ask, we see him ask God to give him wisdom and discernment and strength, right? Before he chose the 12 disciples, um, he prayed. He prayed, then he chose them. Uh, before walking on water, before raising Lazarus, before his arrest, before his death, he prayed. He prayed all throughout this. Um, Jesus prays all along the way. Uh, Luke uh, 5.16 tells us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He would just go off by himself, go for a walk or a hike, just to be with God, just to pray. His ministry was rooted in prayer. And likewise, all of our actions, all of the ways that we serve one another, all the ways we bless other people should be rooted in prayer should be rooted in prayer. Because through prayer, we give ourselves to God. We ask God to shape us and to form us. And we petition God for the needs that we see. And we ask God to show us the things that he sees. Prayer is essential. It's essential. And, and there's lots of different ways to pray. Um, right? We can pray the Lord's Prayer, right? which we pray every Sunday. And, and that is um, what he, Jesus taught his disciples as a template for prayers. So that is a great way to pray. And, but even through scripture, we know that Jesus didn't always use the Lord's Prayer, right? There's room for other types of praying. In high school, um, I, I learned to use a formula. Um, 
somebody, somebody else might have known this too. Anybody else taught Acts? Yeah, Acts. Adoration, give God praise, confession, confess your sin. T, thanks, thanksgiving, so give God thanks, and then supplication, ask God for stuff. Um, so Acts, Acts formula. Like, that still goes through my head as I like, whenever I write down prayers, that's always what goes through my head, is that formula. That's just the way I learned to do it. And it was good. Um, not everything, but it's good. And um, another way to pray is just praying through scripture. I love praying through the Psalms because there's so many different expressions of the human experience. Um, long, long, long ago, before I was married, um, my roommates used to always make fun of me because in the evenings, uh, it was one of my habits is I, I would go and walk around in the backyard. And I, I would, every evening, I would not, especially in the summertime, and I'd smoke a pipe, you know, and I would, uh, and I would pray Psalms out loud, really loud. And, um, and they just would laugh. And then my wife said, I will marry you if you stop smoking. And I did. <laughs> um, so, uh, Anyways, sorry. So, praying through scripture. Pray through scripture. Um, it's important. It's good. Another way of breath prayers. I often will use the Jesus prayer. Um, this is probably the prayer I do most often. Right? Inhale, Lord Jesus. Exhale, Son of God. Inhale, have mercy on me. Exhale, a sinner. Right? And I just pray that over and over again. That, that's something I, that is probably, I don't know, I do that a hundred times a day. I don't know how many, I'm exaggerating probably a hundred times, but maybe I'm not. I don't count, keep count. But I, I pray that all the time. And I have spare moments whenever I'm by myself. That's how I pray. Uh, because it centers me. It centers me on who Jesus is and, and what he's done for me. And then we can pray conversationally, right? Where you just hold a conversation with God. Like, Hi God, it's me, Chris. You know, I was just thinking about, and, and you just talk to God. Um, you tell God what's on your heart. And, you know, sometimes that takes a little while to get into, but that's good and that's healthy. And that you can use different forms of prayer, like a prayer of examine or imaginary prayer or lectia. Um, those are all good. Or you can use prayers of others, like St. Patrick's breast, Breastplate, which is very long, but way cool and in-depth. And, and or St. Francis's Prayer. Or there's, there's other just, just books of prayer. The important thing is we actually spend time there. We spend time being in touch with God, right? being shaped by the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, opening ourselves up, right? Um, I, I, I use all of, I've used all of these at different times in my life. Now, saying all of that, um, I, I'd like to ask you to specifically pray for a few things. I would like for you, this is my request to you, that when you pray, just ask, Lord, help me be a blessing today. Help me to be a blessing today. And, and, and you know, so, so, you know, maybe add some opportunities, right? Pray for opportunities. Like, God, open my eyes so I can see who I can bless today, how I can bless today. Give me a divine appointment to bless somebody. Just ask. Just ask for that. Um, I remember one time, I was, I was driving down to Soldatna with a buddy. And uh, we left after church. But before we left, uh, my friends, my buddy, his, uh, his mom wanted to pray for us. And uh, so she gathered all of her family around. And it, 
he came from a very big family. Um, he was the oldest of seven. And so they all gathered around us and uh, they prayed for our safety and for us to be a blessing and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think she prayed it because we were young and probably going to be speeding down the roads. Um, but that trip to, down to Soldatna took us about eight hours. <laughs> like, because as we drove down, we kept running into people that needed help. Like, um, uh, so there were people that were stuck in ditches and we kept pulling them out or there, there was like folks that ran out of gas and so we got them gas or, and like we even changed an alternator belt. Um, like it was just weird, but it took like eight hours like to get down to Solana. And, you know, and we, and we prayed, right? But we were able to be a blessing. And I, I'm convinced it's because that, that faithful mother, those mothers, you know, um, they prayed for us to be a blessing. Um, another time, uh, this is a few years ago, I, a person um, came, to, came to our door and he was looking for the previous owner of my house because that person um, was involved in ministry and, uh, and um, Alyssa, my wife, invited him in and, and we talked to him for a while and I ended up giving him a ride and by the end of the drive, um, he shared some various personal things for, he was struggling with, and I was able to encourage him with scripture and to pray with him. All right? God just brought somebody to my door that needed somebody to be blessed. There are opportunities to bless people all around us. This world is full of people that need to be blessed. People are hurt, and they're broken, and they have needs. And we get to do something about it. But we have to be aware. We have to have eyes to see. We need to pay attention. And so we ask God, help us to see the needs. Help us to have courage to see how we might be able to fit into those needs, right? Because this is a fallen world and there are opportunities all around to bless people. And sometimes it's gonna mean listening and sharing. And sometimes it's just gonna mean pulling people out of the ditch. The opportunities to bless people are numerous. Um, Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says, be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. This life is not meant to be squandered. Right? It's not meant to be squandered. Don't waste it. Seek every chance to be a blessing. And so pray for, for those God moments. Those are those opportunities that seem to come out of nowhere where you can be a blessing to those around you. Um, and another way, to pray about being a blessing is to actually, you know, think specifically about somebody. I mean, it could be a friend or a neighbor or a coworker that God's brought into your life and that you feel some sort of burden for. I have a friend that I have been praying to for, for almost 30 years now. Um, and now if my friend was a project, um, I would have given up on him a long time ago, a long time ago, but he's not a project. He's someone I like. Um, he's a friend. And I, I want him to know the love of God because I believe God is good and would be a blessing to him. I want him to experience the love of Christ. I want him to know his healing power in his life. I want him to, to be redeemed and restored. And selfishly, I'd like my brother to be in my forever community. I want him in heaven. right? So I keep praying and I keep looking for ways to bless him. Not because he's my pet project, but because he's my friend. He's my friend and I love him. Who do you pray for, right? Who are you praying that God will bless? 
And are you praying for God to help you find opportunities to bless that person? Because Jesus is praying for your friend too. Hebrews 7.25, therefore he is able to completely save those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for him. Jesus is always interceding, always hoping, always praying in, 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 in hopes that all people will know him, right? That's 2 Peter 3.9, which I read as our call to worship. The Lord's not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Right? God God wants to rescue the world. God wants to save. God wants to bless. And we want everyone to know the goodness of God. We want everyone to know God's loving grace. So we want, I hope we all want, people to know the power of his salvation. And so we pray with intention. We pray for opportunities to bless people, and we pray for specific people and their specific needs. All right, one last thing. Um, We live in a vibrant and multicultural world. And I would encourage you to pray for people and experiences that will enable you to live more fully into that world. Because if you're, you're thinking about who to pray for, and everyone on your list is roughly the same age, gender, race, political affiliation, socioeconomic background, and even at the risk of being controversial, uh, sexual orientation. If everyone that you love is like you, then you've created a world that does not match the world that God's called us to. We're called to go into the world and to make disciples of all the nations to bless all the peoples of the earth. We don't do that by only blessing those like us. We have to know other types of people, right? God lives us, God invites us to live in a bigger, richer world than that. We need to take advantage of that. We need to seek opportunities to be shown that. And so that's the first step in bless. Begin with prayer. Uh, Next week, we're gonna continue with listening with care. Now, I have something for you. I have gifts that I printed. And um, because uh, Rebecca is here, you can tell Rebecca is not here because we have dead flowers here. Um, and Rebecca would take care of those uh, from Easter. Um, but uh, she would make sure that uh, we did not show these dead flowers. But, uh, but um, and she would have cut these out and made them look a lot nicer than I did. But, um, You know, I'm just like a kindergartner with scissors. Um, So, uh, but these are bookmarks. And on one side, it has the blessed pathway, right? The begin with prayer, listen with care, just so you know it. But then the other side, it just gives you some prompts, just to help you think of people, to help you think of situations, right? That you might want to pray for, that you might want to bless. So I'm going to pass these out. Um, Actually, I'm going to ask Matt to pass these out. And then uh, I'd like to spend a little time, you know, maybe you know, just a couple of minutes um, on giving you some space to actually think about who you can pray for, right? Time to connect with God. And if, if no one comes to mind, right? If no one comes to mind now, that's okay. For now, that's okay. But then, you know, if nobody comes to mind, then, you know, maybe you should be praying, why? Why is nobody coming to mind? Why don't I have someone to bless? 
What in my life is keeping me from being a blessing to other people? Uh, what in my life might I need to change so that I can have deepening relationships in which I want to bless other people? So I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to set two minutes just for us to think about it, just for us to, to pray um, and spend some time. Who can we bless? Who do we want to bless? Who's God calling us? So timer, two minutes. Right now. All right, that's two minutes. Let's pray for a moment. God, Lord, teach us how to be a blessing. Give us eyes to see and hearts that love. Lord, we, we do pray for, for all the people um, that came to mind. Lord, we pray for situations that might have come to mind. Lord, we ask for, for opportunity and courage to step into those places, to step into those relationships, and to be a blessing. In Christ's name, amen.